This week on the podcast, we're joined by the powerful and beautiful Revs fan. We talk about not for broadcast, Bungie being acquired by Sony, and we've got deals of the month. All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll the intro. Rev, you you want to join in on the scatting? Uh, I'm about to shit my pants. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, do we need to go back to break or? <laughs> Hello and welcome to do the waddle. Do the waddle. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. I haven't been feeling like great the last two days, but like that's more of a a me thing, a mental uh drain but I'm, I'm here i'm doing good i can't complain ready to talk some big news yeah yeah um we're also joined by the spooky and the ukulele the mendachi mendachi how are you today fucking ukulele danny i got off work today and my tire was flat so I had to spend like an extra 30 minutes at work using a tiny compressor to get my tire not flat and I've been rolling around with a donut on my car for like a month. So I'm just really living that like baller life, you know? That just sounds wonderful. Great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And like I mentioned at the top, we are joined by the powerful and the beautiful Revspan joining us as a guest this time around. How are you doing, Padre? What? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I feel like shit. I, uh, I got, I got the Rona and I think it finally hit its peak. So I'm like super exhausted. Uh, I've been, I am better than I was this morning though. So that is a positive. And then I'm going to eat so much chicken sandwich after this. It's at its peak performance. Peak, peak performance, performance. It's powers over 9,000 COVID it in your is. body right it, now. Just going super saiyan. Yeah. Peak <laughs> Rona, dude. It's just, it's in here. Like you can't contain me. So I'm going to cough it through the mic at you guys. So get ready. You can't handle my phenomenal power. Oh, boy. <clears throat> it's more like it's over 19,000. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh... I hate this future. I hate this future. You live um, in the dankest timeline. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> can I Can I go to a different planet? Anyways, guys, no. thanks for watching and listening to the show. If you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you're joining us on those platforms, you guys can find us live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Danny K. That's spelled D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. If you guys want to be a part of the show, you guys can answer the question of the week. This week, our question is, how did you feel about that Halo trailer? Rev, how did you feel about that Halo trailer? Oh, man. Um, it, did, I, it didn't do it for me. I just, <laughs> uh, there was a conversation that was had. And honestly, when, uh, when Mindachi said, I liked it when it was District 9 better. I was like, that's the one. That That's the one. I don't know. It Like, I do like the fact that Master Chief's being played by the Leprechaun from American Gods. Like, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Mostly because I like him. Uh, what is it? Uh, pa- uh, Pablo Schreiber, I think is his name. Um, but Cortana looked like something out of an AT&T commercial. 
bad fleshy cortana is not what anyone wants. yeah where's my blue i don't know so easy so easy man yeah mandachi i have a feeling that you're along similar lines oh yeah for one thing <clears throat> the the conversation was had was uh why why is the like magnum opus of any sort of media um making it into a live action movie like why does that have to be be the end all be all and like uh i found out today that uh it takes two is being turned into a live action movie how which is like right right like it's already basically a featurette with fun gameplay in between like it's its <laughs> own thing what if someone told you like um life is strange is going to be turned into a movie like it already yeah. is you know, uh, I also found out that um, Disco Elysium has a movie deal as well. And it's like, why? Why? There's like five million words in that video game. And it works just as it is. Nothing, not everything needs to be a movie. And um, after seeing the trailer, I can say without the shadow of doubt that it is not at all what anyone wants. I don't think that anyone wants that or that fucking like 2011 chevy tahoe that's just randomly in the background of uh the trailer there like 500 years in the future and they still got this 2011 chevy tahoe out there in the battlefield with all the covenant yeah <laughs> why green how about you i'm gonna counteract that and say i think it doesn't look too bad wow so uh, i think you misunderstand us green we're not saying it looks bad oh, it I looks am. unoriginal it looks <laughs> I mean, very unoriginal i mean it's it's halo i mean they've done they've done halo movies already i mean they've no, done for ford on dawn it looks was... unoriginal compared to non-halo franchises like uh, i, I guess fair yeah yeah <laughs> right. fair i just think you it know. will i think it won't be bad that's yeah. what i'm saying um like like i don't know who's all seen the ford on dawn movie there was like a, was a lot of aspect about the human side, and then Master Chief was at the end. Oh, it was really good. I love that movie. Yeah. Can can so I pose it, can I pose a follow up question, Green? Hmm? Will are you first off a precursor question? Are you already subscribed to Paramount Plus? Uh, no. Will you Oops. just for this Halo franchise? I th well, I'll have to double okay. check. <laughs> I, I actually, I'll have to double check. I think. I think we might have Paramount Plus. I might have canceled it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Damn. So I I don't know. So yeah, Maybe. yeah, guys, let us know what your thoughts are on the Halo trailer in the comments of this YouTube video or in the live chat. You can also let us know on Spotify or tweet at us. Green, if they want to tweet at us, where can they tweet? You can do uh uh next to nothing PC at ne next to nothing PC. Sorry, I couldn't do NTN because it was already taken. Assholes. Uh, and i think mtn podcast yeah it's probably you somewhere probably i probably did that somewhere along the line <laughs> um if actually i think my i think my actual twitter account when i first started was at ntn pod but i changed it to at danny k so i remember that it was yeah it was ntn pod um all right so Rev, you and I. Let's talk. Let's let's talk. It's man, it's been a wild ride. Um, 
What a wild ride it's been. <laughs> what a wild ride it's been. All right, so yeah, let's... I've been living in a paradise. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about Not For Broadcast, the finale, the full release. The God, fin- how long have we been waiting? <laughs> yes. Uh. So Not For Broadcast is a game that our audience may already be familiar with, not only for our coverage on the show, but also because of our play, our gameplay, and uh, my let's play on the YouTube channel. Which, by the way, since the release, those videos have been taking off. Uh, I never intended those videos to take off. I have no idea what I'm going to do about that. <laughs> so, if you guys like subscribe to the channel for not for broadcast stuff, I am sorry. You're probably not going to get more of it on this channel. It'll probably come to a different channel because this. I just kind of threw it up on this channel as filler because <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> thinking about YouTube. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, if you guys are coming from the uh, from the gameplay f- footage, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you guys being here. But Not For Broadcast is an FMV style game where you uh, where uh, live action players play as journalists and news subjects in a totally not Britain, wink, wink, uh, country and you are responsible for engineering the live news broadcasts. That includes cutting to different cameras, uh, censoring out the naughty words, and keeping the station on the air. Um, You are graded uh, on your performance for each segment, and uh, you know how well you're doing in the game by the ratings, which you can see on the screen. This is a game where your choice is both in the studio and out drastically affect the outcome uh you'll yeah. get <laughs> which w- this this right now i will let you guys know when we get into spoiler territory there will actually be a warning for spoiler territory if you don't want anything spoiled but me and rev do plan on getting into some spoiler uh into some spoilers here um so uh some examples here for how the uh how the game can affect you all uh, or how you can affect the game. Um, you can actually buy like shares in com- uh, in companies in the game. And the companies also have advertisements that you can select to air. So if you air them over another company, you can get more money. By the way, that practice in real life is incredibly illegal. <laughs> if you get caught. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that's called uh, Plugola Payola. That is very illegal. Um, other choices uh, that you make, like letting your son join a particular group uh, and how you take care of your mother affect the uh, the ending of the game. Uh, I think most notably, though, the choices you make uh, is when you just... Dis- the, the, I think the most notable choices you make is how you can decide to resist or assist a new populist government that ultimately guides the story. Um, but like I said, spoiler free territory right now. I'll let you guys know when we're going to get into that. Um, the game runs smoothly as ever. Uh, if you want to try the specs are a 64 bit processor and operating system, windows 10, a 2.6 gigahertz and up processor, eight gigs of Ram, a dedicated video card with at least one gig of VRAM and 50 gigs of hard drive space, because there's lots of video. The, the majority of the game files are probably video. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to that point, I would like to point out, um, 
not for broadcast, actually set a Guinness World Record for the most full motion video footage in a video game at 42 hours, 57 minutes, and 52 seconds of total FMV footage in that game. 42 hours. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. I wonder if the previous one was uh, Kojima. That's a that's a real question because he used so much like uh, like footage from say World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam, and Cold War, all that shit. Like he's got so much FMV in those Metal Gear games. I wonder if he was uh, unseated for that. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I could. I I will start doing some looking while we discuss the game though. Yeah. So right now the game is on sale for eight, uh, $18.74. It's regularly on sale for $24.99 and worth it at full price, by the way. 100% this game is worth uh, 25 bucks. I would actually venture say with the replayability, this game probably could get away with being $40. 100%. There, there, what was it? Like, um, at the end of the game, it tells you there are what, like 12 total epilogues you can yeah. unlock? I think like 12 or 14, yeah. yeah. Or 14, it may have been 14. Like, holy crap, dude. Um, It's also available on Epic and GOG with the demo available on their site, so you don't have to jump right in if you don't want to. Um, The game story is fantastic. The acting job by the crew, especially in this last episode, was wonderful. Uh, The cast really does deserve a lot of kudos. Um. Paul, who played Jeremy, Sarah, who played Jenny, Andrea, who played uh, Megan, Claire did an amazing job as Julia, and Roger, who plays Peter, did a fantastic job as well. I I mean, just a wonderful, wonderful uh, 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 performances all around, really. Um, Paul. Paul killed it, dude. He's like my favorite guy. Yeah. Jeremy Donaldson. Yeah. Oh, loved it. Yeah. Uh, I did find I did find the previous record, um, the infectious madness of Doctor Decker, and it oh. was only it, this was back in 2017, and it was only seven hours, eleven minutes, and fifty eight seconds of total FMV footage. Yeah. So um, they they smashed that record before this chapter ever came out. Yeah, but yeah. they couldn't claim the record wow. until the game officially released. Yeah. So uh, also real quick, all the writing and direction, Alex, Jason, and Andy all did great jobs writing and directing this project. It's a very consistent piece all the way through, and the vision they had was fantastic. Like, they saw this vision. It stayed true to what they – as far as I can tell, it stayed true to what they what they set out to do back in 2020 with the first chapter. I think they did a fantastic job. Um, I agree. Rev, before we get into like any of the story aspects, is there anything that you wanted to add in terms of the gameplay or your thoughts on the acting and writing, all that stuff? Uh, one of the things that, that I thought that I wanted to kind of point out that it actually became really interesting in terms of uh, of how it's all set up is like when you first start playing the game, it seems like it's just going to be this like overly goofy, silly, fun game, right? And then as you progress, you start getting these things like these messages from your boss that you have to censor things that are not just swear words. So um, it's actually like fully described as a political propaganda simulator. And you'll actually so like whenever you're doing the censoring, you'll see red to censor out cuss words. But then other colors will start popping up and you have to censor based on how you want to drive the game in that aspect too, just, just strictly in the censoring and your camera angles. 
like it it it, be, it gets so much more in depth as it goes on yeah um but i did have one question who did you who who stock did you get oh i don't remember i think it might have been crazy neils let's go crazy neils yes neils deals okay I just, um yeah that's and I, went with. <laughs> I will say in terms of the gameplay and like how the game works and stuff like that it is actually it it's really good at explaining to you and rewarding you uh for learning how to play the game uh it actually took me a hot minute i actually went ahead and did like a uh, started a new game and did a quick warm-up uh before really hopping into chapter three because i'm just like i gotta remember everything but like the Same. the tutorial level is so good that i'm like okay i actually have this in the bag again like i can i can hop right back into uh three and I was perfectly fine. It and it does a really good job of easing you into the narrative. Uh like you said, like it feels like a little overly silly. I think when you uh first reviewed it on the show back in 2020, you kind of compared it to like the Mighty Bosch or um mm-hmm. or very um, Monty, humor and very, stuff. Yeah, and kind of and very silly like um like uh, Monty Python. And mm-hmm. it starts and it's... Yeah, and then it starts getting more serious and it while very still very funny um the the satire becomes more pointed i would say yeah i I would actually kind of compare like how they like in in a very kind of general way they kind of did uh the satire in a similar way of like don't look up Mm -hmm. where like it's clearly satirical yeah but also very dark it's like a very dark satire as the game progresses Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it was it it it, uh, one of the other things i wanted to point out that um, when I first tried to stream the game, it wasn't optimized very well. So like running a streaming software and the game at the same time was very difficult and mm-hmm. caused a lot of issues. I had not a single dropped frame on the same computer, same internet during this. So the optimization as it got, as it got further on, um, really, really was something that, uh, that should be commended. Yeah. I, if I'm trying to remember right, I don't think I had any problems with it running. I probably had drop frames just because of my new situation, but because um, I've noticed I drop a few more frames than I usually do or usually did uh, now that I have a different uh, living situation and arrangement. But yeah, no, I uh, otherwise the I have so I don't have any complaints about like the gameplay or anything related to that. Um, I, I can't think of anything else that I want to really mention for it either before we get into yeah the next territory yeah that's what that's kind of the thing is like i just kind of want to get into the spoiler like talk about the story well, like our endings and stuff like that yeah well that's what really drives this game and what's crazy is me and you can sit here and talk about our endings and anybody that listens could go and have upwards of a dozen different endings from yeah. what we get like yeah that's insane so are we are we ready to talk about the spoiler sport get into this. the story Okay. Spoiler time. So, okay, we got a spoiler warning up on the screen. If you guys are watching live, go on ahead. If you don't want to be spoiled for anything, not for broadcast, go on ahead and just mute us and then come back when you don't see that. Um, if you guys are watching or listening on uh, on YouTube, go on ahead and uh, do the same. Uh, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So... I'm going to, I think we're good. I think all the, I think all the spoiler, all the people who would be worried about spoilers have left now. Okay. At past this point, 
if you're worried about spoilers, I'm sorry. <laughs> you did it to yourself at this point. I'm you not. You've been warned. <laughs> so Brave. in my playthrough, I lovingly called it the bootlicker playthrough. Uh, I decided I was going to be pro-advance, which is the populist government. Um, I was going to play whatever advance wanted me to play. I was going uh, to make all the choices in my life pro-advance, and I did my best to censor things that advance wanted me to censor. Um, at the end of episode two, the ending that I got was that Jeremy had his meltdown, and before showing his potential death at the end, he was actually arrested and confirmed alive. Um, in the new episode, I censored everything that I could for advance, and at a critical moment during a bombing, I showed Julia Salisbury in the best light possible. In the end, after seven years of sitting in the engineer's chair, the game ends on one climactic ambush interview by Jeremy and Megan during a morning show where in my playthrough, Julia Salisbury successfully stalls Jeremy into getting arrested by her Gestapo and it, he is sent to a re-education camp to be turned into a, quote, team player. The betterment the, center. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, like I'm just removing the the veiled innuendo that the game places on, <laughs> like the Boy, CCOs. I... The CCOs are just Gestapo. <laughs> like, yeah, I I it's so insane how different our entire gameplay was. Like our entire stories were. Um, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Did anything happen to any of your family? Um, my daughter got pregnant but miscarried because of the nuclear fallout there is a great sterilization right so in in uh oh, okay. in episode yeah. two at the end advance actually did preemptive nuclear strikes against countries that were uh blockading ours and the results of the fallout caused mass sterilization throughout the country and my daughter was a victim of that that's so wild because like okay can, can i can i tell you about mine yes okay so i went the entire different direction i went a hundred percent anti-advance i was full mm -hmm. disrupt so um in uh i ended up jeremy donaldson killed himself on my playthrough he shot himself in the head because he found out alan james the goofy nut job from episode one was behind disrupt the whole time um, and then after that into episode three, um, oh, I let my daughter go on the trip. So she died in the nuclear bombings. So my daughter was dead. Damn. Um, yeah. So my daughter died in that. They never once addressed the nuclear thing as being why there were, there were like a, ma there was a mass sterilization. If they did, I missed it. But I was, I was like tasked with playing propaganda that made people not want to have kids. Like it, like it was like a whole thing of like, you don't want to have kids as a way to um, essentially reserve uh, resources. Yeah, because we, you know, every, with all the blockades and everything. So uh, after that, I let I, I told my I did you let your son go to the advanced group? Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't. He got in trouble with the law and ended up dying in an attack. So my son died. Um, and then my wife, uh, in a 
fit of rage because she was just like, my kids are dead. Life sucks. We lost the house, everything. Um, she ended up going out drinking and driving, crashed the car, died. And then wow. the, the big finale for me, we did the same morning show thing, but Alan James and a bunch of Disrupt members took over the, the station, shot Julia, Julia Salisbury in the head, shot uh, the... Uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny. She shot. He shot Jenny. Killed her. Turned out he had a bomb on his chest, and at the end, blew the whole thing up, killing everyone. Really? Literally, everyone died. So here's here's something interesting, right? So I mentioned there was a bombing. What happened was that Peter Clement passed away between between broadcasts, and during uh, the broadcasted memorial service for him. Uh, there was a disrupt attack. Disrupt bombed the memorial. And during that moment, or during that broadcast, they start fighting their way to the station. So, like, all throughout the station, all throughout the broadcast, you're hearing, like, gunshots and explosions outside the window. Mm-hmm. And at one point, because Alan James had snuck a, snuck a radio into your into the studio, and he's like, Alex, I need you to play this thing. I need you to do this thing for me. And he's like, Alex, I'm on the roof. I'm on the roof. I need you to play this one last time. And they, and the, uh, and Advance actually, like, obliterated them with fighter jets. Okay, see, like, we had something similar happen to that um, in the, uh, in, in the buildings outside of the station, like, yeah. where all the fighting was going on. Um, and they did get messed up pretty bad, but they recovered and came back. Yeah. And that was like, that was a, a little bit of a difference in like the whole thing. Cause I was sitting there in chapter three thinking like, damn, what's going to happen? You know? And uh, next thing I know, I saw the orange lines pop up in the, in the scroll wheel for the interference. And I was like, Oh my God. You yeah. Know? Which they changed. They changed that from the original. I, I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I ever played the game, and I think you did too, the interference thing was not the lines that you had to control going up and down. It was a ball that you had to dodge the interference, like scrolling up and down. You actually yeah. had to dodge like interference, like almost like it was a Maze Runner type game. And then also at one point, there was a deal that uh, allowed you to like use your money that you got from broadcasts to buy extra stuff for the studio, and that went away. So like yeah. that was just like randomly two things that stuck out to me that changed that I didn't I, I I they probably did the the thing with um with the interference strictly so that way it'd be easier to pick and choose which side you wanted to go on on the interference yeah. table but but yeah it was uh yeah it's wildly different that's I can't believe how much but then again forty two some odd hours mm-hmm. you know of gameplay of or of FMV footage that's ridiculous yeah. Um, and I mean, each playthrough is like, what, about nine hours, you think? Each uh, e- yeah, it's, I'd say, I'd say somewhere around there. Cause I, I didn't realize that you had to do it. Um, but you do have to do the lockdown chapter. Um, mm-hmm. you don't have to do the telethon chapter. That was okay. So I, I want to go ahead and commend the team on this. Um, this, they were trying to make this game in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And during lockdowns over in, in Europe, they actually put out two free chapters just that that were remote chapters, um, or at least one of them was definitely remote, uh, which I thought was really cool. They didn't have to do that. They, right. they didn't have to do anything like that. 
but they went out of their way to make two chapters just to keep people having something to play while they got through that so they could finish the game. And I want to like, that is something that's just insanely commendable. And that's why I, I think that was a reason why the price went up on the game from its original. So like, if you got it when it first went to early access, it was only like $20. Then it went up to like what it, what it is now. What is it? 25 now? 25. Yeah. Um, but a lot of that had to do with the fact that they did make two extra chapters and so that way they could pay their talent. But like, again, they didn't have to do that, but you know, it, it, it allowed us to have continuing things. And then they ended up turning it, the, the lockdown chapter into part of the final game, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the, what was nice was that with the, uh, the lockdown chapter is kind of like a, a thermometer for the direction you're going to because mm-hmm. there's a hallucination bit for it that yeah you, that it kind of like that you can kind of tell like the direction you're you're going in terms of like endings with that um but yeah i i can't imagine like just how there's 14 endings now so in your epilogue i'm curious uh-huh I did have a little epilogue thing, which was Julia is like hosting the the morning show, and you know they're they're all having fun on the couch with their coffee, and she's like, "Guys, we have a special guest. Welcome back, Jeremy Donaldson. He's back from the better." And he comes out, and you know he's all, and he's like confirmed alive, and they're smiling, and he goes, and he like looks into the he looks into the camera with like a super pained look, and he's just like. It's great to be a part of a team or whatever, you know, whatever the advanced slogan is. And it ends on like a solid shot of of uh, Jeremy looking into the camera just with a pained smile. Oh, um, what was your epilogue? like, Bro, little- mine was Jeff Algebra getting like relegated to a shitty kid show. like getting hit with like an inflatable hammer and stuff looking like he hated his life which don't get me wrong jeff algebra or jeff de plume um as he becomes known later uh he was kind of an annoying sack anyway so it was kind of (laughs) cool well i i do gotta say like what he did deliver like one of the best lines in the thing because it just caught me so off guard that he was talking about his wife now he was talking about how you know his name is jeff algebra he teaches math and he's like well what about your wife? And he's like, oh yeah, my wife, Angela Algebra. Um, and then he he talks about some of the things that he likes to do. And then he's like, and she, she's just a paraplegic mainly. And I'm like, wait, what What did he just say? <laughs> it's, just like, it's just so nonchalantly delivered. Was that Mendachi? Just like primarily she's paraplegic, but like, you know, in her off time, she also has arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so off the cuff. Like, and they did that a lot with different lines where they, mm-hmm. it would just be kind of like something off the cuff like that, especially with, um, Bannon, Patrick Bannon. Yeah. He, he got, uh, quite a bit of that. Also, speaking of that, did you end up with the same Patrick Bannon the whole time or did your Patrick Bannon get switched at some My point? My Patrick Bannon got switched. Okay. Okay. I, I was like, what the, f- yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mendachi, any thoughts, questions, opinions on on not for broadcast? It looked really awesome. Like uh, I got to watch you while I was building my sick ass decks and Yu Gi Oh. It just looked like a game that's not being made by anybody else. It looked really refreshing, 
and the amount of hype that I know that you and Rev had had for this game, um, it really does drive me to want to play it. Uh, and it just looks like a completely unique experience with a ton of different ways that things can go. So the amount of time and effort that they put into this project, it, it just looks phenomenal and it sounds even more phenomenal. I, uh, I really want to get my hands on it, but uh, I'm going to have to free up some time. Yeah. Cause it's a rabbit hole because like yeah. another thing that we forgot to mention, that's actually a really interesting feature of this game is that um, as the game progresses, every, um, what they call rush, um, which are just like the different camera angles that you have of the stuff that maybe you didn't air, but was going on, like say when an ad was running or something, um, you can go back and watch all of those. You can go back and watch your complete broadcast, see how you did, which can be hilarious depending on how good you are at censoring. And then also like even the ads themselves, like if you play ads, you can go back and watch those ads. So it's like, you can kind of go in and take a look at like what you've played already to determine how you want to go about your next run through so that way you can unlock different stuff too so that's that's really cool there's like a little library of things that you've you've done yeah yeah that is super nice so you can like get all the like i i especially like in the first episode with some of those you know like the crime uh segment uh why the with the with the sheriff and stuff the one that the one that with the gimp <laughs> yeah oh my god dude that was so funny that Oh, I was in tears the first time I played through and saw and saw the guy with the gimp. Like I went back to it on camera just for funsies. Yeah. Uh Green, any thoughts, opinions, questions? Uh no questions. I I have not for broadcast. I played through most of the first chapter. I haven't gone back to finish it yet, but I think it's definitely gonna be something I will do soon. Yeah. I'd love uh, to I would love to know what kind of ending you get. Like Oh, I'm not sure. You know, Not I'm going to sure. be a big old radical lefty when I do it, just like I did when I was playing through Disco Elysium. Well, that that's the thing, though, is advanced. I, I The politics of this game are, it's very obviously anti-authoritarian, mm -hmm. but it definitely seems to take more cracks at labor and, mm -hmm. um, and like progressive politics than it does at other forms of politics. Uh, or other uh, British, yeah. So the like the advanced uh, party is very like populist. Um, like the first thing they do, this isn't a spoiler by any means, because this is literally the first like twenty minutes of the game. Is uh, they say they're going to start taxing the rich at super high rates, and uh, they can't the t the uh, rich can't leave because they revoked all their passports. Mm -hmm. Um. And, so stuff and like it's, that. it's it's funny it's kind of okay so like to get a little into the political side of it here without going into into spoiler heavy territory it's it's kind of interesting because they they switch the the politics of what you would assume so it's like the 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 hardcore leftists are more the authoritarian government side of things and the what you would consider the radical right are the ones actually going out doing a lot of protesting and and the rioting and things like that. So it's it was weird it was weird but interesting to see how they kind of flipped your expectations on what you would like assume based on what you see in current world events. Uh but I'll leave it at that. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. Um anything else on not for broadcast? 
play the game. Get my hands on it. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to be getting my hands on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I want. I want to do a chaos run where I just like I I pick uh, I I, I flip a coin at every turn like every each individual broadcast i flip a coin on like which side i'm gonna go for yeah i think that i think that could be interesting i think it'd be fun that would be very interesting um but yeah guys i'm very impressed with the game i i think it's great i think it's some i don't know if i'm going to continue to make content with it i know a lot of people really like the playthroughs i did uh but I don't know. Is is this just a game? I want to find all the endings, and uh, I feel like this might just be one of those things that I play to re- I, I play to relax. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, guys, do we want to take a quick break? Yes, yeah, sir. Cool. All right, guys, we'll be back. We have some news to talk about. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay right there. Hello, Danny is being lazy and has decided to have a text-to-speech robot record this message for you instead of doing it himself. He wants you to know that you can help support the show by telling your friends. Telling your friends about the show helps us grow and help more people save money while gaming. It's also free. You can tweet about us, share us on Facebook, or even send a message directly to your friends and family with a link to the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube or leave a comment. That helps tell the algorithm that you like this kind of content and would recommend it. Thanks for watching and listening. The show will resume in just a few moments. P.S. Green Elite has bad taste in Pokemon. And we're back, guys. Thank you for letting us take that break. And uh, I think, I mean, let's let's just not make them wait anymore. Green, tell us what's going on with Bungie. Yeah, so news broke this week that Sony, Sony Entertainment, Sony Interactive Entertainment, is now purchasing Bungie, the developer of Destiny 2. The OG dev of Halo, which we just talked about with the trailer. They're not seeing anything from that, I don't think. Uh, and they are purchasing them for a smooth $3.6 billion, with a B, dollars. Uh, Jim Ryan, the CEO of Sony Interactive, stated, I want to be very clear to the community that Bungie will remain an independent and multi-platform studio and publisher. Uh, Ryan also said that Bungie will sit alongside PlayStation Studios organization where the two groups will work together and collaborate, um, which is pretty big, considering uh, Microsoft just purchased Activision Blizzard, um, and they also are stating that more than likely nothing will be, uh, you know, console or you know PC exclusive. Um, so hopefully that remains that way. And Naji, Rev, Danny, what do you think about this? Oof. And Minaji has some some experience in the Destiny area, so yeah. Um, if you if you guys don't mind, I'd like to go first. Absolutely, go for go it. First. So I think that first and foremost, it's really weird that Bungie would totally be down to even go into talks to joining another big publisher like Sony, since they kind of went to great lengths to remove themselves from a big publisher. They went out on a podium and said, hey, this is why we want to go independent. We don't want someone above us giving us deadlines, making us work, you know, uh, way more than what we need to. And, you know, like essentially saying like when you're under a big publisher, that's where crunch comes from, because the pressure from on high goes all the way down low. And, you know, everyone's like, wow, yeah, that's really awesome. So, like, what are you guys going to be like when you go like to yourself? Well, right now, like the lead time for Bungie to deal with most things 
in Destiny 2 is six months. So, like, if you notice something, then you're like, wow, this is busted, man. Like, I hate, you know, this specific aspect. I'd really like to get it, see it fixed. The soonest we're going to see something, like, let's say I was playing that right now, we have to wait until July to see some sort of fix come through. Well, I guess, like, the end of July into August. <clears throat> but... More or less, Bungie has wanted to make Destiny 2 more or less uh, an MMO experience, which it sort of kind of is. But I feel like going under Sony where they're like, yeah, no, like we plan on not having hands on. We just want to make sure you guys have the funding to keep doing what you're doing. I want to know how long that's going to keep going until they're like, all right, so Destiny 3, where we at? And Bungie has said already that they are working on another IP. So it also makes me wonder, did Sony purchase Bungie so that they can kind of put their fingers in the pie of this new game that they're working on? I'm not sure. Um, Bungie obviously had a Q&A, which you can go to if you just Google Bungie Q&A 2022. came out a day ago. A lot of it is hey, am I still going to be able to play this on Xbox? And they're like, yeah. Uh, or am I still going to be able to, you know, access all my shit on an Xbox? Yeah. Like, it's it's a lot of that. But there is a lot of fine points in there. Um, they have specifically said, like, yeah, we're not going to go down to just PlayStation. This is a, a acquisition that is supposed to be symbiotic, which in its prime i think that it would be um you know best case scenario sony's just going to be like hey what do you guys need or bungie can be like hey yo we need this and then the check is written out it's handed to them and so on and so forth um bungie does not do well with deadlines and they do not do well uh with like lead times so i could see this becoming a growing concern for the management team that would be directly over Bungie that is essentially more or less a middleman between uh, Sony as a publisher and Bungie as that subsidiary. So I, I, again, this is another one of those things where it's like time will tell. We don't know exactly what it's going to do for Bungie, uh, people who play Bungie's games or anything like that, uh, because this is definitely a long-term thing. So we're going to have to wait and see, sadly. But it's one of those things where you cannot ignore it for sure. Yeah. I think the biggest thing though, when you bring up that uh, IP that Bungie is working on, mm -hmm. um, I believe that was with, uh, they, they partnered with uh, NetEase, the, the Chinese company. Yeah. Um, not Tencent uh, for that. So I don't know where that's standing. Uh, we haven't heard much from that since like 2018. Right. 2019, yeah. something like that. So. They're likely, probably, they probably still have people working on it. NetEase games, by the way, a lot of gotcha games, a lot of just like, you see this shit um, popping up on like your Facebook or whatever. It's like, wouldn't you like to play this game? And it's a screenshot from a game that doesn't exist or it's ripped from a game that, you know, does exist and is not what they're actually trying to sell you. Um, and uh, I believe NetEase is the company that also um, is now overseeing what Ryuga Godoko, Like a Dragon Studios, the people who made the Yakuza games, uh, a lot of their old heads 
and uh, project managers actually went to go and make a new studio. Can't remember what it's called, but I believe that's under NetEase as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I do wonder what that means for that IP, but from what I understand, it's still going. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Rev, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I it makes sense that, you know, and I was saying this back when, um, when Microsoft bought out ZeniMax, um, that making things console exclusives will actually just kind of end up hurting you in the end because a lot of people out there cannot go out and buy two consoles and there's just way much way more money to be made in letting them be cross-platform uh you know across multiple um multiple consoles and making all the money on those sales um i am really interested to see how this ends up playing out like when mindachi said with the, the whole deadlines thing um because it's very true, you know, Des- Destiny has been just very, you know, listen, we'll, we'll, we're getting it done, we're working on it, we're trying to make it, you know, the best it can be, as opposed to, no, let's get it out there and patch it later, um, you know, CD Projekt Red, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that, I think that, uh, the only thing that worries me, really, is watching all these, these major companies, you know, between, I say major, Microsoft and Sony, buying out studios is are we going to end up in a just a google apple situation and yeah. and then it, it and as an indie gamer i know sony has had issues with indie games in the past when it comes to uh like publishing on on their store and whatnot it's they've had some difficulties in the past uh with that and if all these major companies keep buying these out leaving all the like the smaller publishers kind of just so far in the dust at what point does it end up becoming almost like antitrust level? And I don't know if we'll ever reach that level. It's so early in all of this to ever see, but it's obvious. I mean, it's clearly like a possibility. Well, it's albeit maybe a slim possibility. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, it actually kind of broke today that uh, the FTC, the federal trade commission is actually looking at the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard blizzard. And we'll be reviewing it, so it's actually going to have to get, uh, it's going to have to get approval from the FTC rather than the DOJ. Um, mm-hmm. I'll uh, let me skim this article real quick to see if there's any other nuggets from there. But that particular deal, I don't think this deal is going to get even looked at twice no. uh, by nah, regulators. Not, not, nah, yeah, and, and what I'm and what I'm looking at is like further down the road. If yeah. if these acquisitions keep happening, um, all I know is uh, in regards to acquisitions, it got brought up that Microsoft might revive Guitar Hero, and that's all I cared about. So, right, that's an ex- <laughs> that's an expensive game to do, man. Yeah, I love uh, that game. The idea that it could come back is pretty fucking awesome. But uh, I believe that. Um, God, who was it? I can't remember who it was exactly uh, that headed that whole thing. But uh, he said, I think it comes down to the fact that people don't want to play on plastic instruments. And I was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, no, <laughs> I want to play on a plastic about, instrument. What about the far superior Rocksmith and Rock right. Band? Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, wait, didn't Rocksmith actually announce a new game? Like last year's uh i'm E3? not 100 so, yeah. sure 
yeah so rocksmith's still a thing guitar hero had the boss ass battles though um until they switched they switched to that where it was like three up top three up three on bottom that was just like the the i digress that that guitar sucked (laughs) yeah yeah i was a i was a bigger fan of the uh, the rock band series yeah i don't, I don't know I, I think it's because it had all the other instruments too and i, I feel like they're they had a bigger music selection that you could buy and stuff like that and pay for yeah oh yeah the old microtransactions mm. <laughs> nah I, I i just liked the the actual uh soundtracks that the guitar hero games had more because they had a little bit more of like the heavier stuff while you know, like rock band kind of focused a little bit more on like the 90s and uh I, you know stuff like that i used to like do vocals for weight and bleed on rock band <laughs> did you have to buy so weight we, and we bleed? Bu- yeah we, we had to buy the slipknot uh, collection <laughs> yeah. yeah of course i was i was 19 i had no care in the world okay right <laughs> would you would you care to give us a sample no <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't care all right then give us uh, one. i, I do on. i do mind i mind yeah no yeah, no. yeah. not gonna happen oh. Oh, Hard pass. I was gonna say we have we have up to fifteen seconds before you know we get in trouble. You know, uh, I don't know if we'd have to worry about. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Green. I'm sorry. That would be. I think that would be considered transformative. Oh, <laughs> it yes, is transformative. It, it doesn't hurt the market value of the existing piece because <laughs> nobody would want to listen to that over the actual I, song. <laughs> Like or it might because people be like, man, I didn't realize how bad this could be. <laughs> right. Catch it on my uh daily Spotify playlist. <laughs> um uh, anybody else? what are your thoughts? I I I don't really have anything like strong feelings about it. Uh as someone who like isn't like a destiny uh player, I I don't know. I don't think there's gonna be any real issues with this. Um yeah. I don't know. I, I think this is just going to be a pretty okay deal. It doesn't move the needle really. I think in terms of the industry, uh, like a huge, like it's not. It's not like Microsoft uh, suddenly shooting up to number three. Yeah. Right. Sony was was still sitting at number two. They're going to be continuing to sit at number two. I don't think this acquisition is going to be nearly as big. Um, I, the only thing I want to say. As I did see earlier, Jeff Keighley posted a tweet saying that uh, there are going to be more acquisitions this year. It's going uh, essentially. He's just like I, I keep hearing people in the industry saying deals are about to be announced. Uh, so we'll probably see more. So this is not a story that this is not the last time we're going to talk about acquisitions. Yeah. Acquisitions this year, I think. Oh, can we, can we do a prediction on who gets acquired by who next? Because I already have yeah. one. Sure. Yeah. I. Uh, and I'm gonna sound feel stupid if this has already happened and I just missed it, but I think Microsoft is gonna full on buy EA. Fuck me, really? I think at, I think at that point, then it would definitely like they would have to consider like go through uh uh through like a anti Super antitrust giant. thing, yeah. Yeah, I I think I think it's gonna be that way because one of the trends I'm noticing with these is like. <sighs> if they already like try to include a lot of these IPs in say Xbox game pass or some other form of subscription, they they've been kind of going after those and Xbox heavily promotes their EA play um, subscription service. So I, I think, I think we're going to see Microsoft try to try to purchase at least try to purchase EA. 
or at least maybe maybe even just one of EA's subsidiaries, like Bioware. EA. Yeah, like Bioware, or maybe even like Respawn or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like Crytek. Yeah, yeah, could see I, that. I, I, I could see a lot of that happening too in the future. Instead of just buying out like whole ass companies, buying out some of their subsidiaries. Yeah, it's the acquisition wars, baby. <laughs> My biggest thing with the with uh, Sony buying Bungie is I I, I think it could help uh, with content sparsity um, when it comes to like the seasonal content because mm-hmm. uh, the last few con- uh, content drops have really felt like cash infusion uh, for Bungie to keep going on with content, um, yeah, especially. Wonder, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say I wonder if they uh, if part of the the funding coming in is to get more people to help them meet deadlines better. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, they did this. Uh, 30th anniversary uh celebration that you had to pay for um for to get Gallahorn and the new dungeon stuff like that yeah, um, it was like 30 I, bucks yeah i paid for it i haven't played it i, I, I played like four hours of it that's it um <laughs> um and and then you also had to pay like you could do like a bundle with the witch queen dlc um and they made they made the the announcement and then um, they made the new season, the last season, like six months long. Um, with that 30th anniversary uh, celebration, like dabbed in there. Um, but we're going to see that uh, Witch Queen DLC uh, in February. So um, I, I may make a return to Destiny. I just I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've been hurt. And I, I love the game. It's just like I, I play it and it's great. But then I get really bored really quickly. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right, guys, let us know what you think about Bungie being acquired by Sony in the comments down below uh, in YouTube, or you guys can tweet at us at NTNP. I'm sorry, at Next to Nothing PC. Um, Green. Or I'm sorry, Mendachi. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Ubisoft. Okay, Danny, I would like to just kind of like try to like dip our toes in this by kind of helping our audience understand what the Ubisoft news is. Mm -hmm. So if you could explain NFTs in a gaming space to me real quick. Yeah, so an NFT uh, stands for like non-fungible token and like in the gaming space, it... uh, it really like acts as a uh, like uh, like a token, a skin, uh, something similar like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you know that you can make money on it? Yeah, you can you can sell them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you get a skin, it belongs to you. And then like when you're done playing that game, did you know that you could sell them? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. And like. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, that if if you have a super hot neon pink balaclava, it would have its own unique blockchain code attached to it. And then when someone else decides that they would also like to have a second hot pink balaclava, they could buy yours. And because it has this unique ID code, it would it would mean that you get to hand them the receipt for the hot neon pink balaclava and you could take their money 
Did you know that? Yes? Question mark? Right. Yeah, no. Um, <clears throat> so it's actually a lot more convoluted than that. Uh, the biggest thing is that Nicholas Poad of uh, Ubisoft has told gamers and video game consumers that basically they don't understand why they don't want NFTs in video games. And that every reason that they have for not wanting uh, to be a part of this kind of marketing in video games is they're dumb. So basically you're dumb. Okay. Like if you don't understand this, that's on you. Uh, what he has said in the past uh, in regards to all of the backlash of people saying like, Hey man, I need to be able to opt out of this. I don't want to be put in to uh, essentially a, a market that I did not sign up for. And he has said that the, the context of NFTs in games, gamers really believe that it's a tool for speculation among other things. Uh, it's been reported on through Polygon, through Game Rant, and probably just about everywhere else. Um, and more or less, the, the crux of this is he's saying, you don't get it. And it's okay, because you'll get it later when we roll it out after the 10th time that we tell you you're dumb and you don't understand and force you into it. It's something that they've already been working with with Ubisoft Quartz. They initially rolled Ubisoft Quartz out with uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which has more or less gone belly up. The issue here is that everyone can attain skins. So you could have a hot pink uh, uh, balaclava, Green, Rev, and I could all have a hot pink balaclava, okay? The, the issue here is that you, more or less, if you've ever played in an MMO space where, say, like you're mining copper ore, you go to the auction house to see what copper ore is going for, and it has a price margin of, say, five gold, if we're going off of World of Warcraft, right? And so some days, you'll get way more for your copper, uh, but your hot pink uh, balaclava, well, it's a price that you essentially affix to it. And then it's obviously uh, uh, resituated depending on how many other people are selling hot pink balaclavas and for how much they are selling. So it's a self-regulated economy that is housed specifically in this game. Now, the issue is everyone would have to have a way to get these items instead of just purchasing them because then we're basically just talking about loot boxes with extra steps. However, when they rolled this whole idea out in Quartz through Ghost Recon, it flopped. Uh, there's been, I think, like a, a grand total of like, mm, I think it was like $800 in sales. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's uh, out of like a lot of sales. Everyone who has Steam cards right now in your Steam inventory, you can see that the market value for a lot of those is around 10 to 12 cents. Can I, 
can I set you on a quick set a quick tangent real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that Quartz is has really flopped and it's like eight hundred dollars in sales. Uh, mm -hmm. the the game on the screen, if people don't recognize it, is another massive flop from Ubisoft, which is Hyperscape, which they are shutting mm. down now after eighteen mm -hmm. months after its release. Uh, right. So I just wanted to quick uh, draw attention to the fact that if you guys didn't recognize the game, it's because it flopped. Right. Yeah. Like I could see Cliff Blazinski, and I'm really, really surprised that we haven't seen Cliffy B actually talk about this uh, to go into his next flop AAA uh, budget title um, and trying to force us. And I think honestly, um, like obviously, everyone is hearing a lot about nfts a lot of companies are testing the waters with nfts the biggest thing is i don't want something that is integrating it in in which i now have to be a part of your market because regardless of whether or not i'm participating in buying and selling these items i'm still gaining items that will then also have blockchain uh, code attached to them. And so when you hold on to something and you don't put it into the market, what you're doing is you're actually creating a sort of false inflation. And it's because I don't want to participate. There are X amount of items that are out there in, you know, I'm just going to say the ocean, whatever, um, as far as like, you know, the, the marketplace goes. But if I am reserving all of those items that I'm not buying or selling, the number of items that have blockchain code of that specific item, say hot pink balaclavas, will increase, but they're not being sold. So we're creating a sort of reserve because we're not participating. This is essentially going to collapse in on itself. And uh, obviously it has in the past with different different projects that Ubisoft has put out. But that's that's kind of my two cents along with the news. If you're curious about more of what Poard has said, uh, I mean, literally, you just have to Google Ubisoft uh, talks NFTs. Um, I think that anyone who has choice words is likely going to be more towards the, no, I think I understand. I'm just telling you I don't want it. Please stop telling me I'm stupid. But uh, what do you guys think? Uh, one of the things that I feel isn't being talked about that needs that probably is when it comes to gaming and why Ubisoft or Ubisoft is probably trying to get into this space first is that who in in terms of how NFTs work, whoever mints quote unquote mints an NFT gains a royalty off of each transaction that oh, yeah. that NFT goes through. So whenever you get companies like Ubisoft going out there, you know, people keep talking about, oh, it's just a, a money grab for Ubisoft. It's 100% true because every time, because, I mean, they're creating these in within their own space. So every time one of those NFTs ends up tr changing hands, Ubisoft is going to get a percentage of that as a royalty for creating and minting that NFT. So this is, from a, an Ubisoft standpoint, this is literally it. It, it, it's literally just a way for them to make money off of peer-to-peer -peer transactions. Like, so if I wanted yeah. to sell you something, they still get a, they still get a percentage of it. And Ubisoft, obviously, I, I don't, I can't even remember the last time we've, anybody has ever spoken fondly of them over anything that they've done. Like the last time I even uh, was on the podcast and we talked about them, it was just, it was a dumpster fire. Like the whole thing was awful. Um, because it was over the whole human resources thing because they're just yeah. an awful company. 
And so that's another thing. Like when people are going out there saying that the only reason these companies are trying to integrate this into their game is so they can make extra money off of it. It's probably holds more weight than just about any other argument out there because they make a royalty off of every single transaction that takes place. Primary and tertiary profits. Primary profits mm-hmm. from selling the game and any DLC it has. Mm-hmm. Tertiary profits from every sale of anything with uh, the blockchain code attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because like you, you, you know, if they sell it, you know, you buy it directly from them, they make the full profit off that, and then you turn around and sell it to somebody else for X amount of dollars. There, and I think the the average royalty on NFTs is like ten percent right now. And I don't right. know, they, they'd probably set theirs at like 40 because it's f- fucking Ubisoft, but yeah, I uh, made that. Well, they're not EA though, I guess. So there's, <laughs> I made that comment on the, the Twitter page, the, the next on the Twitter page, I believe it was PC gamer. Uh, when they, they, uh, had an article about it, about, uh, him, him saying that gamers just don't get it. I made the, uh, like I commented on it saying like, what we don't, we, we don't get is that. Um, you've had claims of sexual, like you've had sexual harassment issues for the past three years while pretending it's not real. Uh, and, but you want to put it in this cash grab in your name. That's what we don't get. Like, it, it's, it, it's mind boggling. Like, they're like, you just don't understand NFTs. It's, it's a last, it's a last ditch effort to make money before they end up going belly up. Cause Ubisoft, I mean, they, Again, when was the last time anything was even positively spoken about them? Eventually, eventually, it's all going to come to a head, and it's going to be like, no, this just ain't working. Bankruptcy, and then they're going to get acquired. Microsoft <laughs> on the side, just Microsoft will buy them out. Yes, I don't know. I, drop. I see them as being so headstrong that they would just keep pushing until and like just put it out with it in there, and it would take millions of people not buying the product like if they put nfts in assassin's creed right because they already started putting in a ton of weapons in assassin's creed and dyes for your armor your cloak whatever you could then uh, uh, attach blockchain code to different weapons to different you know uh, uh armor dyes and stuff like that that can then be traded through their U store right so I could see them doing that, and it's like you don't have to, then like you know be a part of that because you would have to go to a secondary platform that you can get to through your game if you're on a console through the U store and do that. Like I guess I really wouldn't care about that. It would still be there, but I could at least pretend it doesn't exist. But if it's something like Ghost Recon or any other uh, uh, more like multiplayer game, I could see it being a larger issue for sure and uh, i could see them just being like we hear you and we just want to let you know that we don't give a shit and we're gonna do it anyway which has been their typical response anyways Mm -hmm. eventually they're gonna start running low on money and they're gonna be like eve hate to do this to you buddy but we need some extra (laughs) money Uh, i need you out on the street corner asap dude okay so (laughs) In the interest of time, anything else on this particular topic? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. All right. Uh, how do you guys feel about deals? I like deals. I like some deals. There's like, isn't there like a whole sale with the moon and things going on right now? Deals of the month. Oh, that's Lunar. 
Yeah, Lunar yes. New Year. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty cool. So you're right. There are some Lunar New Year sales. I believe Steam has one right now. Um, I also think that uh, I, uh, uh, Epic Game Store has one going on right now. I think Humble has one. I believe you're right. I got an email about that like yesterday, I think. Uh, does GOG. I wonder if Geo, I haven't checked GOG. I haven't launched GOG in so long. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, GOG. Oh, wait, never mind. That's from 2020. I don't know. It doesn't say. Um, I'm not seeing anything from Geo on GOG's uh, front page for a Lunar New Year sale. Um, it's a rough go. Yeah, the Lunar sale for Humble is going on for the next 15 hours and 48 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then Steam is going until February 3rd at 10 a.m. Pacific. So, so if you watch this tomorrow, sorry, you missed out on the Humble Bundle thing. <laughs> yeah, Bye. Love you. Kisses. Um, but uh, so some games that are coming to Twitch. Uh, if you have Prime, uh, is it gaming with Prime? Prime Gaming. Uh, you can pick up Stellaris, Ash Walkers, as far as the I, Double Kick Heroes, and Golazo, which is like a, a soccer game. Um, Epic Games, you can pick up Damon X Machina, uh, that's available until the 3rd, and Ukulele in the Impossible Layer starts, uh, you can pick that up on the 3rd and, uh, grab that until the 10th. Is it just me, or is Ukulele, like, always free? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's that like, the, a... it's like Brawlhalla to Super Smash Brother is Ukulele to Banjo-Kazooie. That's because it was the old Banjo Kazooie fellas. <laughs> they did the uh, Kickstarter that made that. But like, I always feel like it's just it's always free. Like, I feel like we don't go more than like two months without saying the name Ukulele on this fucking podcast, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to deals of the month. I have I have never reviewed it. I am pretty sure I have claimed it like six times on at least three different uh, platforms. <laughs> um, and I just never play. It doesn't. I. I don't they they must just be having to give it away. Anyways. Um Fanatical, uh let's see, I forgot to write this down, but I'm sure there are some bundles here. Uh um oh, they do have a lunar sale going on right now uh on Fanatical if you're interested in uh checking out their stuff. There's um the Pillows of the Earth is on sale, Shadow Tactics uh torchlight radio commander and uh some others oh wasteland 3 is also on sale uh on fanatical and i'm not let's see game bundles um there's the build your own elite vr bundle and the uh platinum collection which which ends in 37 hours a build your own uh tiger bundle and build your own fantasy bundle that's all on fanatical if you're interested Mandachi, what do we got going on for Sony? Sony's got a lot of really good stuff. Uh, aside from their total uh, sham of uh, their free stuff, if you have a PS5, you can get Planet Coaster, which looks pretty cool. If you just have a PS4, UFC 4, which I'm sure plays like trash, and then uh, DLC for Borderlands 2 that came out like four years ago, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, which, by the way, you still need Borderlands 2 or the Handsome Collection to play. So total cop out there. 
to go into actual games that are fun, that are good, uh, you can grab Vanquish, which is a fantastic game from Sega of America for 10 bucks. if you like character action games. If you're more into like solving crimes and uh, doing street fights, Judgment is on sale for $17.99. And then we've got uh, the Yakuza Origins digital bundle for 20 bucks, as well as the Yakuza Remastered Collection, which goes into 3, 4, and 5. So you can play all of Yakuza 1 through 5 for a total of 40 bucks. Um, otherwise, I would highly recommend checking out Catherine Full Body for $17.49 or Soul Calibur 6 for $13.49. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. Uh, was there anything Nintendo-wise? I, I... Yes, there's a couple things. So they are they are lacking, which is, you know, uh, not a surprise. Yes. But uh, if you like uh, playing RPGs with your friends, there is a multiplayer game, Children of Morta, which is a pretty... Pretty cool looking, um, kind of isometric top-down view RPG. Uh, that's eight fifty-seven right now. Otherwise, if you want to go old school and dirty, Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale as a grouping together for only ten bucks on the Switch. Um, but if you want something a little bit more new but still has that cool RPG vibe, Moonlighter is super fun and on sale for six twenty-four. Um, if you like more wholesome games, Unpacking is on sale, uh, $15.99, or uh, more old school stuff with their uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection Pack, that's 10 bucks off, and Cyber Shadow, which is a cool like ninja, old school Ninja Gaiden-like game for $13.99. Children of Morta is so good. I was yeah. just about to say, did anyone else here rev absolutely cream? And, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Dude, children honestly. of Morta. So, Indy Falco, yeah. friend of the podcast, um, mm -hmm. that's how me and him met, was because I had played that game and loved it so much, I was going and looking for streamers who were also playing, and he was playing it. Yeah, uh, go check so that the fuck out. There's seven characters that you can play, two-player. Uh, they dropped uh, another character, I think, free. Uh, this game came out in 2019, um, and it just looks gorgeous. This is made by people that definitely know what the hell they're doing as far as a setting like this goes. The last the last few things that they've dropped I know for sure have been free. Like, they dropped an entire new game mode that is, like, a, a more traditional roguelike experience. Um, mm. it, it, a whole new game mode for that. And they just dropped it and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a thing now. Enjoy. It's like, I will. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's super sick. So if you have a Switch, uh, grab that. Otherwise, if you don't have a Switch, is it available on Steam? Is that where you played it? Uh, yeah, it's on Steam. Yeah, go take a look, Ski. I want to say it's on Xbox Game Pass, too, actually. Ooh. I believe it is. I'll have to double check. Oh, and it's also, yeah, it's $8.79 on Steam right now. It's 60% off as part of the, the Lunar Sale. So, Children Boy. of Morta, I... Cannot recommend it enough. It's so good. Get that shit. Green, what's coming up with Microsoft? Microsoft has some games coming up for February. Uh, February 3rd, uh, we got three games. Contrast for Cloud and Console. Dreamscaper for cl Cloud, Console, and PC. As well as Telling Lies for Cloud, Console, and PC. Uh, February 10th, you have Besiege. 
uh, for Cloud Console PC, Crossfire X for console, Edge of Eternity for Cloud Console PC, and Skull the Hero Slayer for Cloud Console PC. Skull super uh, good. Oh, too. I'm sorry. And the last kid on Earth and the Staff of Doom, also Cloud uh, Console and PC. Uh, February 14th, we get uh, Ark Ultimate Survivor Edition. Uh, and in Infernax, in- Infernax, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and that's for Cloud Console and PC for both those. Available right now on, on February 1st is Grounded into the Wood Update and then Microsoft Flight Simulator World Update uh, 7. Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Any other sales or deals that we wanted to mention? Nah, I don't think so, man. All right. Do you guys want to wrap up the show then? Sounds sure, good. buddy. Wrap you up. Yeah. You know, Rev, I realized that at the top of the show, I didn't have you introduce yourself. For the kind folks out there who haven't met you yet, who are you? What do you do? And where can people find you? Who is your daddy and what does he do? Uh, hi, uh, I'm Rev. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do like indie focused variety stuff used to be a co-host on the podcast uh, before I started my new job that kind of is, has become a time suck. Um, and yeah, I, I stream just like a whole bunch of indie stuff and a little bit more random stuff as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Rev Spin, and you can find me literally just about anywhere else at just Rev Spin. On Twitch, mostly. Excellent. Green, what's coming up on your channel? Uh, the same old, same old Hunt Showdown and Escape from Tarkov. Um, I might squeeze in some God of War. I haven't played it yet. I'm working on it. Um, I've been so, so, ever so busy uh, sleeping, you know, uh, and, you know, being mentally exhausted. Um, but yeah, you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. Uh, you can also catch me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Mr. Green Elite. Uh, except for Instagram, which is TTV Instagram. Mandachi. Heyo. Um, so something that I've found is that Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous is awful to stream. It's super fun, but it's like 90% me talking at you paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, and no one really needs that. Uh, we already I'm already on two different podcasts, so I feel like I talk enough uh at least to that length so i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pick metroid dread back up i'm gonna start streaming that uh probably hit that up likely tomorrow and then over the weekend um likely play some more games with brent my podcast from podcast for two people and uh that'll have an episode probably drop either this week or early next week so that's pretty cool and uh that's at twitch.tv backslash mendachi and if you want to see some insight into some cool indie games indie developers or just more mindless drivel that comes from my mouth you can check out my twitter which i have updated to get rid of the underscore and all the other bullshit that i can never remember so now it's just twitter at only mendachi nice simple pretty with a bow you know, it would have been nice if you had told me that you made that change. <laughs> I did it like right before the show started. Yeah, that would have oh, been. Man. So, uh, 
I'm You're gonna a leave monster. it. <laughs> you, you bastard. <laughs> uh, coming up on my I'm wild man. Um, <laughs> coming up on my channel. I'm not quite sure what uh all is gonna be uh happening this week. Um, Friday, I feel like I'm gonna be doing some uh hunt showdown. I've kind of feel like uh maybe Saturday we go into some Yu-Gi-Oh because people really appreciate Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, and then Sunday, this is going to sound weird, but I did take a sponsorship through Stream Elements for Raid Shadow no. Legends. Ah, yes. <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. So Sorry, we'll probably do a sponsored Raid Shadow Legends stream on Sunday. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> That's coming up nice. with me. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Danny K D A N I E C A E if you want to keep up with me there. But uh, guys, that's going to wrap up the show this week. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh, your time with us is always appreciated. Uh, of course, we're not just interested in your time or attention. We do want to hear from you as well. So let us know what you think about any of the topics that we talked about down below in the YouTube comments, or let us know on Twitter at Next to Nothing PC. If you guys want to be a part of the show, you guys can also answer the question of the week, which is, how did you feel about the Halo trailer? I have I have a feeling there's going to be some strong opinions on it, so let us know. If you guys missed any part of the show, you can uh, or you guys want to take us on the go, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to catch us live, you can catch us live every Tuesday on Twitch at 7 p.m. Central Time. If you guys like what we do, uh, you can drop a like or subscribe and ring that bell. That really does help us out a ton. But if you really want to take your support to the next level, and I say this every week and I mean it every single time, the best way to help support the show is by telling your friends. Uh, that really does help us out a lot. Guys, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Goodbye! I love you. Bye. Stay hydrated.